This is interview number four with Richard. We have several different projects. Uh, one of them at the moment, we're working with 22 countries in the Asia Pacific. Um, so that's contacting the malaria control programs in each country. Um, but we do more detailed work in Bangladesh, Thailand, Cambodia, and Myanmar. What, why the focus on those countries? So those countries are of particular interest because of artemisinin resistance, which is re relatively recently discovered, and it's a big threat to elimination of malaria. So each of those countries has a plan to eliminate malaria, but there is now a lot of resistance in Cambodia, and it's recently been found in Myanmar. There's a lot of concern that it could spread soon to Bangladesh. In malaria epidemiology, what is your main research focus, and why is that important? Uh, so it's studying two of the main challenges to malaria elimination. So that's a priority for this region, particularly in the greater Mekong sub-region. And those main challenges are anti-malarial drug resistance and the movement of people. And the reason that the second problem is important is because we're worried that people moving around both within and between countries is spreading the malaria parasite. So trying to control and eliminate malaria without understanding that is very, very difficult. So at the moment we have field studies where we're doing travel surveys in lots of locations across the region. And we're also collaborating with cell phone operators and the University of Harvard and Harvard School of Public Health to use cell phone call detail records to look at population movement. That sounds pretty cutting edge. How does that work? So yeah, it's, it's quite a new technique and it's potentially very powerful because it's um, individual records from people who make calls or send texts using a mobile phone. Uh, and it covers an enti entire country, and the resolution of it is potentially very high, so you can zoom into an, an area and see a lot of detail. And the other thing we're very interested in is parasite genetics, so studying population genetics, which means collecting blood samples from patients with malaria. And one of the projects we have now is to combine population parasite genetics with this travel movement data. And by putting those things together, we hope to be able to predict and understand the spread of malaria and also the spread of drug resistance. Uh, the artemisinins are the best anti-malarials we have, and they are now first-line treatment worldwide for malaria. So artemisinin resistance, first identified in Cambodia in um, 2008, 2009, was when the evidence became very strong, and since been identified in lots of other locations across Southeast Asia. And the, worries, well, the worry is, if this first-line treatment doesn't work, then we're losing a very powerful tool for elimination of malaria. And also, if it doesn't work so well, people fail with their treatment and the infection comes back, they become sick again. Um, so we're very concerned that if this resistance spreads both across Asia but also outside into Africa and elsewhere, um, it'll be a big threat to malaria control and elimination. And the amount of malaria may well increase, the number of deaths may well increase as well. What unique challenges do you face in your work? Uh, there are several. And one of them is the simple problem that people with malaria are often not recorded in systems, so in surveillance systems for national governments, they have data from health facilities, um, maybe some international organizations that run clinics in a country. But a lot of people, they go to a shop or a pharmacy and they buy treatment and they're never recorded as, as being a case. So this problem of trying to map where the cases are is, is very much driven by that. Um, and that is worse in more remote areas where the risk of malaria is higher. The other big challenge we have is the work we do has potentially very high impact on regional planning and therefore um, it's very important to work very closely with all the international agencies that work on this including WHO um, and also groups like Malaria Consortium, um, Population Services International. So we try and coordinate very closely with those different groups.
Why does malaria epidemiology matter and why should we fund it? Well, in a sense, it's know thine enemy, as people say. So without properly understanding the epidemiology of malaria, it's very hard to plan how to eliminate it. Um, so it's very important to malaria surveillance. Um, and it's, as I've mentioned, crucial to costing and also planning strategies for how to get rid of it. Um, and that is the main driver in this region where we work. How does your work fit into translational medicine within Moru and Oxford? Uh, well, translation med medicine in general, the work that we do is directly relevant to public health policy and planning. So the, the, re the research that we do is potentially heavily scrutinized by those who then have to act on the results. But f finding, for example, the amount of malaria and determining risk in a particular area, that is very direct um, relevance to policy.